Passion fruits. Passion fruits podcast. This is that. So, passion is our jam. Uh, Hi, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your blueberry man, Dan. And I'm your cherry boy, Adam. Nice. Um,. What do we do on this podcast, Adam? Well, for all you listeners out there, all five million <laughs> of you. Radio Land. <laughs> Why do you keep calling podcasts Radio Land? Because podcasts are like radio. Okay. <laughs> the Sounds internet good. radio. <laughs> this week on This American Life. Um, passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. <laughs> Um, so on this podcast, uh, the idea of which was created by Daniel. God. Oh, yeah. All right. My yeah. answer stands. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will be discussing various subjects that we are passionate about or other people are passionate about. I'd say the purpose of it is to truly look at what makes people passionate about certain things be that i don't know scotch tape or music mm-hmm. bands or animals or what have you just music in- music bands you say <laughs> then there are music bands <laughs> and scotch tape wow um, I, i'm trying to to get the breath so yeah to, to preface there's this nothing is- in between that scotch tape <laughs> and music bands <laughs> you're getting off to a great start um so Daniel originally approached me about the idea of doing a podcast about passion and what makes people tr- go from being casual or like having it as a hobby to truly being passionate about something. Like a true fanatic. How do you become a fanatic about a certain thing? Correct. Um, and I think it's important to start out by saying we this first episode is about the music band yeah. <laughs> the, keep going the music band metallica metallica uh, woo yeah or as our good friend peter likes to say metallica metallica so we love metallica we love the music we love the band however the podcast is not solely a metallica podcast right nor is it just a music podcast right nor is it just an entertainment industry podcast right no we're gonna bore the bore the shit out of you (laughs) yeah (laughs) that wasn't planned at all (laughs) Um, (laughs) don't don't tell our moms um yeah no that's a very good point because it's going to be hard for us not to talk about a lot of music bands because there are a lot of music bands that I'm passionate about. But um, really, we're not a music band podcast. We're a podcast 
about being passionate and how you go from a casual fan to a fanatic and kind of exploring the stuff that we're passionate about and kind of talk about how we became what I would say I'm a fanatic for Metallica, if that's proper English. Um, but I also... A Metallica fanatic? Um, I guess. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> um, kind of like my thought on it was to even... Like, you bring Dave Matthews' band to the fold at some mm-hmm. point and try and get me into Dave Matthews to be as passionate about Dave Matthews as you are, or other subjects like model trains, comic books, certain video games, things like that. Yeah. Um, but We're not keeping any subject out of right. the realm of possibility that we want to talk about. Right. Over the multi-decade run of this podcast right 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 we'll be doing this when we're great grandparents and the world has been destroyed um yeah um yeah and and i think that's what really excited me about participating in this podcast and co-hosting yeah you're a co-host oh sweet co-creator yes co-creator and co-host nice you'll never get the ep the executive producer tag though sorry Uh, no so i gotta (laughs) go redo all my business cards then (laughs) yep (laughs) um but i think you know obviously we're going to run out of subjects that we are truly passionate about ourselves so one of the things we want to do as well is um, bring in guests and have them talk about what they're passionate about you know i think it, it's it's discussion, at least for me, that intrigued me because in today's world or in or in everyone's world, we're mm. all so segmented, and we all. Mm. I think I think it would be really fun to talk to different people about their interests and why it interests them, right? And recognize that there are so many different people out in the world, but that what? the I, I think. Uh, we, we will probably happen upon some common threads about, right. you know, once again, how how does someone make that jump? What were what were the um, kind of the what are the cornerstones to them being so passionate about something? Yeah, and I think it's neat. You know, we're 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 basically talking to people and we're talking amongst ourselves about why uh, why we want to have fun and what what makes us what makes us get up in the morning and makes us truly excited. Yeah, I think that's hopefully a good enough explanation. Um, So, we already talked about it um, today, or we already talked about it a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. but what we're talking about today is the music band Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Adam, uh, tell me in your own words, what is a Metallica? Well, to me, a Metallica is a heavy rock or metal band uh-huh. uh, that was formed a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. Before I was born. Before we were born. Oh, my God. So, it's basically like, it's classical music, essentially. Right. <laughs> Classic rock. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm um, kind of surprised that stuff existed before I was born, but... But we're millennials. We this, is, yeah. this is how we view right. the world. Yeah. Are we millennials? We are. We are firmly within the millennial category, my Damn. friend. Damn. Yeah. I think everybody born 
after 79 is like a millennial. I thought it was 82. I don't know. I was <laughs> making it up. Um, <laughs> um, I think, and this is what we're going to get into this in the meat of the podcast mm. and apologies for all you vegan listeners out there or vegetarian listeners oh, into the really into oh the- my god <laughs> keep going sorry no, no, no. but i think once we get into the meat of the podcast we'll talk about the or sorry the meat of the episode we'll apologies to our vegan listeners <laughs> <laughs> um continue why are you stopping continue um you know the the more that we'll get into it i think we one of the things that makes both daniel and i passionate about metallica is the dramatic influence that the band has had on music in general Mm -hmm. like they're um you know i came into them pretty late in my life relatively speaking but the more you research about them you know they have sold out stadium tours they're one of the most profitable touring bands of all time they put out um you know 10 you know i think how many records do they have now daniel 12 or 14 something like that yeah that brings up sorry go go ahead brings up another good point about this podcast Mm -hmm. we are certainly not experts on the subject nor we may claim to be on some subjects but nor do we claim to be an expert on metallica but i don't think you have to be a fanatic to or you don't oh my gosh you don't have to be a an expert to be a fanatic about something correct um like i'm we're never going to know well okay i don't know you know what model guitar that you know james is playing on their mm. 85 summer of 85 tour you don't no I, you ooh, don't know sorry, that? all right <laughs> this podcast's over i thought you were an expert um but it's, it's the same thing like with any of the other subjects that we talk about you know we may talk about a particular producer director of movies that we like mm. we don't necessarily know his entire um, right uh work you know uh, uh stable of works yeah that um, works uh but we just know that we we are passionate about him right um so once again, trying to find, trying to draw that fine line between what makes someone passionate versus a casual fan, but mm. not necessarily, you know, we none of us have a PhD in any of this stuff yet. Yeah, yeah. After hopefully, we'll submit this podcast as our thesis, and we'll be like, see, look at this PhD material. Um, so, Metallica, yeah, a musical band. That formed in the early 80s. They are a thrash metal band uh, that evolved into kind of like a hard, hard rock, heavy metal band. Um, But they pioneered an entirely new subset of metal, something that was never heard before. It was fast. It was intricate guitar work. It was mediocre drum work. <laughs> hey, Jake. Yeah. I will always defend Lars that he's a fine drummer. Um, but really, Metallica did this new form of metal that was taking the... Uh, virtuosity and the intricate guitar lines of bands like uh, Iron Maiden, Motorhead, um, some of the other bands of the new wave of British heavy metal, and combining it with punk drum beats. So having a lot of fast drums, fast guitars, but also showcasing their guitar work and stuff like that with solos and good stuff. 
So yeah. yes, that's Metallica formed in 1981 mm-hmm. and immediately created a new subset of American heavy metal called thrash metal, which is super awesome for yes. all you metalheads out there. Mm-hmm. I think, and not just metalheads, but just rock in general from the 80s on, especially all, you know, especially a lot of the bands that were formed in the 90s and the early 2000s, you know, tons and tons and tons of artists cite Metallica as an influence into their music. Totally. So, you know, you see the the influence of Metallica branch out through hundreds if not thousands of bands. Yeah. And the fact that Metallica is still relevant mm. today. Right. Like, we're going to go see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, um, no, that's... I was... Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the Black Album today. Mm-hmm. But I was re-listening to it um, driving around this weekend. And every... Like, that's... To me, that's when James's voice like hit its stride where he was singing and screaming at the same time and really every hard rock every rock singer from 91 on has had james hetfield as an influence on them oh yeah like if you're a heavy metal singer not like a heavy metal screamer or something but if you're a heavy metal singer or a hard rock singer you are influenced by james hetfield and then, oh gosh, <laughs> oh man, Adam was taking a picture for the gram. Um, soon we'll have people that we pay for that. Um, very, very soon. Next episode. Yeah, clearly. Um, anyway, so yeah, Metallica started something that the effect is still being felt today. Oh yeah. Um, so, how... So, hmm. I think what what we're going to go through, and you're going to see this pattern repeated throughout our episodes, throughout the show, is that for subjects that both Daniel and I are passionate about, we're going to talk about how, like the genesis of the genesis of our interest in mm-hmm. Metallica and, and our own progression through that. Um, and once again, you know, if we have other people on the podcast, we will ask them to do the same thing. So I think we're going to take turns and um, you know, tell our story, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I think, once again, that's what interested the both of us in this subject is we want to hear people's stories. We want, people hear, we want to hear people's stories about how they become so passionate about something. Right. Um, and given that. Uh, that little tidbit, that insight into uh, future episodes. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we should start off with Daniel. Oh, um, God. You know, uh, let, let's just say I, I'll, I'll say that to give uh, a little preview into my little Metallica journey. But mm. Daniel was the guy who got me into Metallica, so mm. I, I would like to know, Daniel, how did you get into Metallica? What and, and how has that transpired from now and from then until now? Well, Adam. Sit down. I'm already sitting down. Get some cognac and sit by the fire because this is a story about little Daniel getting into Metallica. Um, So I really first got into Metallica in high school. Gosh, like freshman year of high school. So where did you go to high school? I'm not giving out that information. (laughs) Um, 
my buddy i played i was really cool and played guitar in jazz band high school and one day my friend played the um solo to fade to black um as his solo in jazz band which didn't make much sense but it like was such a cool little solo and it sounded good and i was like whoa um what what is that who is that um that i discovered metallica through that let me play a little bit of the solo so as daniel's pulling out the solo i must say that if daniel was playing guitar in the jazz band he is infinite infinitesimally way cooler than i am because i play trombone in the jazz band oh man oh yeah um so here's fade to black let me turn it down a little bit um and so it's this the solo here and he played this and i was just like oh my gosh wow this is awesome i need to learn what this is all about um so while that plays in the background i will continue to talk um so i listened to that song and discovered more and more of metallica by uh illegal i mean legally downloading some live metallica songs like fade to black um you went to Circuit City and purchased the album. <laughs> it's Circuit City. Exactly. Did they sell music at Circuit City? They did. Really? Oh, yes. I might have bought a video game from them one time. You mean you bought the Black Album from Metallica from Circuit City? Well, if way I was back when, if I was listening to Fade to Black, I would have bought Ride the Lightning, Adam. Oh my gosh! Um, once again, we are not experts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I uh, created my own little burn CD had like a cool little label i think i searched on google like metal metal picture because then i like stuck the label to the cd and it was like this flaming eye with like lava flames around it and i was like yeah this is rock and roll and that tripled your cool factor yeah once you opened up your walkman whenever i would put that or whenever i would take the cd out i would hold it above my head and all the ladies their pants would just drop i'm like whoa who knew that metallica would bring me everything um so then uh, Oh boy, we're going down a dark path here. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I um, I got two albums, two albums of Metallica's because I listened to Master of Puppets live, and of course I knew Enter Sandman. Um, so I got the albums that Master of Puppets and Enter Sandman were on, two would, separate albums. But sorry, go ahead. Would you mind playing Enter Sandman? Sure. For those of you who are completely un <clears throat> uninterested or ha- or completely ignorant of what Metallica is, we guarantee yeah. that you've listened to this song. If you've ever been outside in the past uh, 27 years, then you've heard this song. So let's get into it. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, 
this YouTube artwork is amazing. It's showing a Children of Bodom album art. Now it's showing Metallica. Anyway, um, so this, I'll say that I actually, I was listening to this in the car, and I've heard Enter Sandman hundreds of times. Thousands. Thousands of times. Yeah. Seen it, heard it live, heard it at sporting events. Listen to this album a ton of times, so I know Enter Sandman a lot. I listened to it yesterday, and it gave me chills. Yeah, it was. I mean, I that that hasn't happened since like I first started listening to Metallica. So I knew Enter Sandman, so I picked up the album that this is off of their self-titled album, Metallica, or as it's better known, the Black Album. So I picked that up, and I also picked up Master of Puppets. Um, and I first tried to get into Master of Puppets, but it was too scary. It was too thrashy. But I listened to the Black Album a ton. It was There were songs on it that I knew, Enter Sandman, Unforgiven, Sad But True, songs like that. And that, like, I listened to that album so much that I had to buy another copy of the CD because it got so scratched up <laughs> for my Toyota Camry's uh, CD player and my Walkman that like there's listening to the Spotify download yesterday. I could remember exactly in I think it was the God that failed or another song mm-hmm. where the CD would skip and like crackle a little bit. And I was like, I kind of miss that. Like, I'll never get that back, Adam. I don't listen to CDs anymore. Anyway, so then after listening to the Black Album a ton, and then I would ultimately go back to Master of Puppets and fall in love with that album mm-hmm. and realize I kind of love that album more than the Black Album. Then it just went all uphill from there, and I listened to all the Metallica albums, got all the CDs as a Christmas gift, one Christmas. Um, and yeah, now here we are. So, you know, we want to delve into a little bit more of the Black Album. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned a few minutes ago that you bought, you you purchased Master of Puppets and in, mm-hmm. in the self-titled album, uh, the Black Album, and that Master of Puppets was just too hardcore for yeah. you. So. Uh, I have a question coming at one at some point, but oh I think w- one thing that makes me really passionate about Metallica, or at least what really drove my interest in Metallica, is putting everything in context. You know, mm-hmm. obviously Daniel and I were not born in 1981 when <clears throat> when the very first album Kill 'Em All came out, but what as I started to delve into in my own personal Metallica journey, when I started to delve into why people were, you know, why they were selling out entire arenas and stadiums to go see this band, one of the things was if you put Metallica in context with the rest of the music coming out around that time, it really, it, it changed the game. Mm. Um, you know, you, you get uh, this like super heavy, super fast what is now called thrash metal band coming out from you know that just sounds like nothing different i think that's one thing about music that music in general 
uh, the most influential artists are ones that are doing something that no one else has ever done. You know, no cover bands don't get, you know, don't go on worldwide tours because they're covering something. You know, that, uh, that, the, uh, the, the idea that music in general is meant to push boundaries and is meant to be an expression of an of an artist's emotions or beliefs or whatnot uh it's just something that the world had not heard before which is really cool so when you when you listen to metallica like that's it's the birth of metal music so i think i came into it a little bit differently but anyways so back to daniel daniel so what was the context of you getting into Metallica? What? Why was? <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, Adam. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking, girl. <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? I don't know. Way to be professional, <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to make us money here, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> What was the context for you getting into the Black Album, i.e. what song, songs, mm. really spoke to you, and why did they speak to you? Because mm. there had to have been a... Re- like, you you listened to the, the cool dude in the jazz band playing yeah. the solo. Yeah. He had, like, uh, what? He had like, a... <laughs> This is totally serious. He had like a 20-year-old girlfriend, and they would smoke opium together. What? Yeah. That's super random. Yeah. They were weird. (laughs) He was weird. Um, I don't know what he's up to right now. Anyway, go ahead. So, like, what were you listening to beforehand, and Mm. why? How may that have influenced you into, like, latching on to some of the songs in the Black Album? I was... Like, in getting ready for recording this episode, I was trying to just remember really what I was listening to back in, like, 8th and ninth grade, which is when I got into Metallica. Ninth grade, pretty much. Um, it was a lot of Green Day. Green Day's American Idiot album came out, and I loved that album. Um, <clears throat> I'm very cool. And as we're... Every other middle schooler. Mm-hmm. Hey, in high the school, ninth high grade. Schooler, sorry, come on, give me a break. Um, yeah, I was the coolest. All the ladies loved me. Oh. Um, and then Blink One Eighty Two's album, Blink One Eighty Two, came out. Nice. Had the yeah. smiley face. That was my jam. But really, what I was discovering was like my own musical identity. Like, so my older brother was kind of the main musical influence for me. He listened to Chicago, the Eagles, Jackson Brown, a ton of other kind of like classic rock mm-hmm. bands, um, which I love and still love. But discovering Metallica after hearing the Fade to Black intro solo in high school jazz band randomly, um, that really, um, Metallica became my band. Mm-hmm. They were the band that I could like completely form my own opinion of and gobble up all their music um, and really just get into because my parents didn't know Metallica. My brother, you know, he, my, both my brothers were like 
never super into Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like my band that I could really get into. And I listened to them nonstop high school, driving around, um, being real cool. Very cool. Obviously. And you're still cool. Daniel. Oh, sweet. Yes. Super, super all right. Cool. I'm done. I don't need to record anymore. Adam told me I'm cool. And that's all I need. And kind of in latching on to the Black Album versus Master of Puppets or And Justice for All, or even like Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning, some of their earlier classic albums. Um, in re listening to the Black Album, it's a much more personal album. Like previously, James Hetfield had written some personal lyrics, mm-hmm. um, but Master Puppets, there's a lot of songs about war and drug addiction and and Justice for All, you know, kind of similar themes, but um, being an angsty teenager in high school, the Black Album spoke to me a little bit more. Yeah. And then in listening to some of the riffs on the Black Album, you can hear those similar styles in their earlier works. So if you'll let me, I'll start playing some music. For sure. Do I have your permission? You have my... You do have my permission. Nice. Awesome. So here is Metallica's Sad But True, the second album off of their album Metallica, also known as the Black Album. You mean after the second track? Oh, off fuck. Of the- oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. No. Delete it all. No. <laughs> um, after your favorite Metallica song, Enter Sandman. <laughs> So, this song is just like, kind of slow, kind of plodding, it's just like, and then it drops into the, and it's like classic James Hetfield singing, um, very singable to rock along to in the car. Um, just a fun little groovy riff, simple enough that I could try and learn it on a guitar. Um, yeah. It's, when they wrote the song, it's like they, it's like they knew they were pl- going to be playing to arenas. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, and just like. <laughs> For those who didn't know, uh, <laughs> James Daniel is in the st- Oh no, no, Daniel uh, does voiceovers for all of Metallica's yeah. studio tracks. Yeah, so it's actually me. I'm James Hetfield. <laughs> what? Um, the bombshell of the episode. Yeah, crazy. So that's that's like just a fun song, and I had heard it before. Um, Kid Rock sampled it when i first heard kid rock use it i thought he had stolen it i was like oh how dare kid rock and of course i was upset with myself later in life that i was actually listening to kid rock um kid rock's awesome mm, get out (laughs) (laughs) get out of your own house no um but Uh, that's sad but true is still a song that they play at concerts and you know gets everybody going um you know what kid rock song is my favorite 
cowboy. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> from the, it's, a, it's a great song from the movie Shanghai Noon. Um, featuring Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Cowboy, baby. <laughs> down, 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 I'm more of a ball with the ball kind of guy. Oh, oh yeah. Bang, ball bang, with the ball. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we'll talk about Kid Rock another time because <laughs> yes. clearly you love him. Yes. Um, all right. Then the Black Album continues with Holier Than Now. So I talked about how you can kind of hear some of the similar guitar patterns in the Black Album that you can hear in Master of Puppets. This is like a prime example of it. When was the last time you listened to the Black Album? Uh, a little while ago. Hmm. Not recently, let's put it that way. Got it. Like, uh, it. It's not on my regular rotation at work. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you redis- rediscover a favorite album. Here we go. This is Metallica's Holier Than Now, track three off of the Black Album. So, yeah, that kind of galloping guitar riff. It's like a predecessor to like the machine gun type riffs that yeah. a lot of metal yeah. and this is this is also a little bit more thrash right as yeah. far as their tracks go on the black well I'm trying to get into Metallica via Master of Puppets those songs are fucking long dude yeah like and then there's this fucking awesome thrashy song and it's only 3 minutes and 46 seconds right so much easier as a um, teenager to get into and then of course allows me to learn how to love Metallica and listen to the long songs millennials just instant gratification <laughs> yep. no that's all they want no that's all they want no attention span They're yeah like, wait what were you talking me, about uh, give me a 30 second song that's all I yeah. want I only like 30 second songs yeah um if Thirty second Adam, what's the, that's what that's what they call me. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody at work calls you that. Is very inappropriate. <laughs> you should stop introducing yourself as that. Hey, it's me. Um, so yeah, hold on, um, I've got to order new business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they already say thirty second Adam, or are you adding that? That one neither deny nor confirm. Oh, uh-oh. Quite the politician over there. Uh, yes. He's got his hands out. <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> Have I ever done my president impressions for you? Oh, no. Let's do it right now. <laughs> hey, where's the fourth floor? <laughs> hey, oh, I'm a peanut farmer. I'm Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll feature Daniel's presidential impressions oh. on a separate episode of the This podcast. is the Prime Minister Tony Blair. <laughs> this Adam, I hope you know that he's not a president, but this Oh, I'm a Prime Minister. And he's not even the Prime Minister Let's, anymore. Oh, oh, when I perfected this impression I was one oh, oh yeah, Gov. Oh, I love Metallica. Wow. All right. Bye, Tony Blair. 
Oh, he just kind of like minces. Oh, <laughs> you need to oil your hinges. And hold on, that's a WD forty yeah, on the hinges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you just sprayed it into the microphone. <laughs> Got to oil up that microphone of yours. Yeah. All right, enough farting around. Um, so then Metallica goes into their classic ballad which they perfected the metal ballad of the softer kind of like intro and then the heavy duty bridge man um and the unforgiven is like kind of a great song for a angsty teenager again because it's just like i'm unforgiven (laughs) when clearly i'm living in white suburbia with way too much privilege and well we can get into that but we won't um so let's listen to the unforgiven one because there are multiple unforgivens metal music beep beep boop up boop i just i love how the song starts and it's you know the acoustic stuff that you hear on fade to black yep sanitarium one you know and it's just like mm, romantic <laughs> clearly very just when i think metallica i think romance so when what did you, when you, when did you kind of first hear these songs so like yourself the black album was my first album but <laughs> For all you listeners out there, oh, yeah. partially because Daniel was the one who got me into Metallica. Right. So my I came at it from a di- from a different perspective. So I was listening to, um, arguably, I wouldn't I wouldn't say heavier stuff, but like this, I was a in high school big new metal fan. So all the all the greats, I still listen to like Slipknot, Corn, you know. Godsmack. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's that fucking Godsmack song? <laughs> Straight out of line. Oh, yeah. Yes. Rock and roll. Rock and music. You know, I saw Godsmack open for Metallica. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a guy in front of us. Uh, this was the St. Anger tour. Um, there was a guy in front of us who was standing up singing to all the Godsmack songs and was just like mimicking um, the lyrics. I was just like, the snake bite, bite enters my veins <laughs> and was like mm, digging into his arm. It was very, very strange. Um, and, sorry, you were saying? <laughs> sorry to interrupt Adam, but I had to tell a classic Daniel story. And it, cl- and, and it really added to the rest of the podcast, yeah. too. <laughs> it fucking did. <laughs> we'll talk about Godsmack and your love of Godsmack. But, but I was into many other bands, and for whatever reason, I would not gotten back into Metallica. But for instance, like the summer before I came to college, the summer before Daniel and I had that fateful meeting in... Spots would second upper, second um, lower, third lower. I know. I think third. Third lower. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, Trilly. Three. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it was a meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Daniel staring into my eyes. <laughs> with, going, with love or lust? And I can't tell which one. A little one. bit of both. <laughs> Keep going, buddy. Uh, so, but like the the summer before I, before I came to college, I went to Corn's Family Values Tour. Mm. And, you know, well, one, first of all, they had Evanescence playing there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your favorite. Um, and the world's favorite. They were they were really good live. Actually. Huh, really? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to them. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but like Corn, uh, Hell Yeah had was doing mm-hmm. its first concert run. Then this is back in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Hell Yeah, uh, we a big reason that we went was because Flyleaf was playing. Oh yeah, and um, Austin Suter's younger sister uh, uh, loved still loves the man and uh, Trivium. Mm. Oh, yeah. So at that point, though, it was like Trivium, uh, Lamb of God, mm. lots of new metal, you know, Slipknot. Was uh, Lamb of God corn. there? No, they weren't, oh, okay. unfortunately. Right. Sorry, th- but this is just like the general oh, yeah, category yeah, 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 of music. Yeah. So arguably, I was listening to heavier stuff. And actually, when I'd listened to Metallica, because uh, uh, 98.5, the radio station, every Monday they had a mandatory Metallica hour oh, on the fuck. radio station. That's awesome. Um, but I never liked I never had gotten into the Metallica song because I thought they were they sounded too old, mm. and I know that it's it's heresy now. Yeah. But I oh. definitely did not appreciate <laughs> the influence that Metallica had on every other, literally every other band that I was listening to right. at that point in time. Yeah. And what impressed me was like Trivium during that concert. Um, Trivium covered. Master of Puppets. Nice. And I had no idea why everyone was going crazy. Mm. And like, you're like, this sounds like dad rock. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are the dads at? Like, my my only real connection with Metallica was uh, Inner Sandman, and mm. it was the song that my high school football team played when they right. entered the field. And which you would was, just get <laughs> wet with anticipation. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> But that, that's how I got it. But I got into Metallica because Daniel, Daniel, the gentleman sitting across from me right mm-hmm. now, was like, no, you should really listen to this. So uh, I, I listened exactly to the that. entirety of the Black Album. Uh, well, it was more your insistence that I keep listening to Metallica. Right. And whenever you come into my dorm room to jam, hey, you have just... Have you heard the band Metallica? Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 kinda, we were kind of like ships passing in the night for the first couple of weeks of like no. just talking about our respective... <laughs> Bands that we like. I was like, well, I like Corn and Slipknot. You're like, well, I like Avenged Sevenfold and Metallica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, yeah, and it was Daniel playing uh, the uh, the riff from Seek and Destroy. Yep, I over that a lot, and over and over again. Speaking of which, we Ooh. should we should, so actually that is one of the most recognizable riffs. For me, from Metallica, because mm. of Daniel, which nice. we should play the riff from "Seeking Destroy." Do you have it? Seeking, seeking, destroy. No, unfortunately, I don't. Hold on, one second. One. Um. So, have you heard of the um, Christian cover band of Hell? Hell yeah! I of Hell yeah! Yeah. They're called Heck Yes. Really? <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> That'd be amazing. I would love to do that. All right, let's listen to. Um, let's listen to. I thought no. I thought the Christian cover band was called Lamb of God. Uh, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were called Burn the Priest. All right, let's listen to Seek and Destroy real quick to listen to that classic riff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, listeners, imagine every single time there is quiet on the dorm room floor. You'd hear this, not not like a, a grand cacophony of, of guitars coming just Daniel's <laughs> just guitar. Just my going. one <laughs> and, and not even going through the rest of the song, just that, 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 that. It's so much fun to play. Well, anyways, but a classic song, and actually... Uh, it moved this song moved me from listening to exclusively the black album and i disappear from the mission impossible oh yeah classic which i did up oh yeah let's put that on um so i got into metallic with completely random songs like songs that arguably a quote-unquote true metallica fan would not be drawn to Uh, so yeah so it's i disappear and then, um, but that was the year 2008 was when Death Magnetic came out. Yeah. Here's, I disappear. It's such a cool music video, too. I was going to say, what was the last time you watched this music video? Because it's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I remember it because they're on top of, like, the big cliff. Thing. Right. Yeah. Man. Classic. This was right before Jason Newstead left. Yeah, that's right. And the big thing I remember from this song was, hey, 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 it's hey, like, hey, yeah. So it's like a mission between Metallica hey, and Fat hey, Albert. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know you're yeah. Pretty fucking awesome. And, um, and, and then, but once again, like we said, so... Our freshman year is when Death Magnetic came out. No, no, Adam. I'm going to have to tell you. It was sophomore year. So- sorry. sorry. Oh it, was, it was late 2008. Mm. So. Oh, my God. We told everybody we were experts. <laughs> <laughs> now they're just going to roast us. Um, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Um, no, yeah. Sophomore- it was like November, like October, November. September. September. It was very close to my birthday. It was like September 12th or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, So, because that's the thing, like, getting into Metallica around the time they made St. Anger, that's a fine album. I like some of the songs on that album, and it was a necessary evil for them to make, to record and make death magnetic which i think is fucking awesome yeah um which is which is a controversial opinion among metallica fans whether or not they like death magnetic or not um but it was like tough to get into a band that's still making music and then like trying to get excited about a band and even talking about their new music well first of all there weren't that many metallica fans in high school with me yeah. didn't try to get into them in high school and then saying anger is kind of a clunker of an album yeah so you try to talk to somebody about it you know i was a cool 15 year old going out to the metallica bars and stuff and <laughs> drinking sodi pop <laughs> um, in alexandria virginia oh yeah so cool um but yeah so it was kind of like when death magnetic came out and it was such a return to roots it was just like fuck Yes, this can be my album. Yeah. Um, So, which song from Death Magnetic did you want to talk about? That was Just Your Life. So Cool. 
and, and this goes in conjunction with what really, and to preface this too, but so it was that spring, mm-hmm. spring, tw- spring 2009 that we went to see right. um, Metallica live at John Paul Jones Arena. So it was their first leg of their death. Ma- was it the first, it was, was it the first stop of the death magnet? I don't think so. Okay. Well, cause we saw them, we saw them at Verizon Center in D.C. After. That was after John Paul yeah, Jones? that oh, was really? after John Paul Jones. Man, we spent a lot of money on those tickets. I thought that was before. Cause I, anyway. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're right. Because, yeah. Yeah, because we mm-hmm. saw them over like the holiday. Yes. And then, yeah. Your house. This is really interesting for everybody. But, <laughs> um, yeah, because we saw them. So that was the first leg of the Death Magnetic Tour right. in the U.S. And yep. then they came back around to Virginia. That's right. And did John Paul Jones Arena, yeah, I, named after the bass player of Led Zeppelin, of course, at UVA. Yes. Screw you, Wahoos. Yeah, take that, idiots. Um, um, no, sorry. So we, we so right. Daniel and I saw because yeah, it was freezing. When we went, because it was over winter break, I think, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were on the Death Magnet tour, yeah. And we went to see them in up in the Verizon Center. I guess what, is it still the Verizon Center now? I think I, all the signs going in DC say Verizon Center, but I think it's like the US Cellular One Center now, okay. or I don't know, Anyways, some bullshit. Either way, uh, we saw them in DC, yeah, and we got floor tickets, yeah. general admission tickets mm-hmm. for them. We spent to fortune on each for college kids yeah. yes yeah a fortune uh three dollars <laughs> <laughs> was like whoa i couldn't eat for a whole week <laughs> um but we saw we saw them and that was my impression because in death mag like they opened with this song that was just your life which, let's listen to it now yeah, yeah. killer album i love yeah. this album here we go. This is awesome. And this goes back to what Daniel was talking about beforehand, but I I love an album that's well-constructed, like that's well-ordered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Metallica just does such a good job of constructing their albums. Yeah, as, totally. But like this, this intro to the concert. Yeah, that was like, sick. The fog machines were yeah. running on high. They had the green lasers all over the place. Oh, I'm back there. I'm back there, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and it's... Um, that's one of the biggest things for me is yeah. Metallica is such an album band even when they have so many singles especially off of like the Black Album because um, I've never been that much of a dude who makes just playlists for bands and just listens to specific songs right I usually listen to albums right and I'll listen to like an album in its entirety and then often go back to the beginning of it yeah um, so this song is like quintessential Metallica. It's like slow build up, mm. usually after playing like Call of Cthulhu for the yeah. intro or uh, the Ecstasy of Gold right. yeah. for, for for the intro. Um, but then it gets into this thrash metal right. fast song later mm. on. And I mean, how long is this song? Seven, Seven minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you you get hit right off the bat with a song that's twice as long as almost every song on the Black Album. Right. Um, Here, let me turn it up. Here we go. 
fucking awesome. Yeah, and this was right after Daniel had uh, high fived members of the band. Oh my god! Straight, as they were running <laughs> onto the stage, <laughs> um, yeah, they came out and I high fived. I think Rob, I touched his hand, and it was <laughs> love and, at first sight. And Daniel hasn't washed that hand. No, since. it's disgusting. <laughs> I actually had to have it amputated, and now it sits in a glass case. Um, <laughs> Do you so then do you remember at that show they threw their guitar picks out? Yes. And I think it was one of I think it was Rob, he threw one of his picks and you picked it up and you gave it to me. Because I had James's and Kirk's and then you were like, Here, the full set. I was like, ah. <laughs> Um and I will always tre- always treasure that moment. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and he's staring at me with love and lust again. I mean, oh that's kind of my theme for tonight. <laughs> now, that concert was pretty pivotal for me because, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this kind of pushes the narrative along a little bit more, but I really respect bands that are good live. Yeah. Because I've been to a number of concerts and, and like seen live recordings of bands where their live performances stink. Mm-hmm. And their you know the energy on stage, but they are just such a good live band, mm-hmm. and that's what really impressed me about them. So that's what spurred me to go back and start listening to a lot of the older albums. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 once I did that, you started to realize, or sorry, I started to realize just mm-hmm. how ingrained in pop culture Metallica is. Yeah, like they're coming up everywhere. Um, I think one of the one of the funniest things that I started to look, started to recognize was the movie Zombieland. Oh yeah. The intro is For Whom the Bell Tolls, right. which I think we're going to play here in 2 seconds. Yeah, let's do that. But I was like, "Holy crap, this is a Metallica song." Right. And it's a damn good Metallica song. Hell yeah. And then you like you said you you just hear uh hear Metallica riffs all over the place and then you start to hear me- riffs in, in Metallica inspired riffs mm. in other songs from other artists, and that's what really snow helped me snowball. Yeah, let's listen to "For Whom the Bell Tolls" from Metallica's album "Ride the Lightning," their second album. Ride the lightning. That's the bell. <laughs> For whom does it toll, Adam? Oh. <laughs> Answer is it tolls for thee for death. <laughs> this is one of Adam's favorite songs to air drum to. <laughs> oh, there he goes. You're so involved when you air drum. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, and this is so much fun to see live and. Because it's such like a different metal song. Because the bass is so forward, mm-hmm. and seeing it live, like you get a much better like you know like a picture of the full band. You yeah, know? it could very easily just be James and Lars, pretty much, and sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, like a lot of their songs are bass heavy, most of them, um, and. 
with this song you just get like so much fun stuff from now Rob but yeah. I think back then and with Jason I think they did a lot of fun stuff playing this song the kind of what what continued my admiration for them from a live show is it's you know it's <clears throat> it's Lars James mm. Uh, Kirk and Rob. It's four guys up there. Right. And they fill that stage like it's 20 of them. Right. They're all, they have great energy. They're always running around. Um, James really impresses me. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's part of it is I felt when I first started listening to Metallica, I was like, oh, these songs are just really simplistic. You know, they don't have a lot of, um, no, it's just, it's just like, that thrash, ran, random thrash battle that kind of like on the radio. Punky. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, once you see them picking and strumming, and especially James singing at the same time and yeah. screaming at the same right. time, and then how intricate the bass parts are, and they all work really well together. Right. Which is, yeah, it's it's super impressive. Like, I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> Adam trips all the time doing that. Um, one thing I love about seeing them live is that, you know, they've been playing. For almost 40 fucking years now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but even when we saw them in 2017, they are still having fun with each other. Yep. Like, they still enjoy playing together. I'm sure that they get sick of each other sometimes. But, like, on stage, they're still having fun and, like, still really enjoy playing even their songs that they play a million times. Enter yeah. Sandman being one of them. You know, it's kind of like... They recognize that the fans are here to see Metallica, like a huge spectacle, and that's what you get. Mm-hmm. And even with um, – I was reading a review of the Hardwired to Self-Destruct uh, tour mm-hmm. that we went – that we saw. Yeah. Um, and it was a specific review for the Baltimore concert oh, okay. we went to. Yeah. And you know how they did the thing on stage where they like – it was one of their new songs and they all got on stage and they played their own like drums and oh, they're yeah. like yeah, huge yeah. kind of like Congo dr- tribal yeah. drums. And, was, and what like, song was that? Confusion? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but it's just like something that no other metal band would ever do. Like to all four of them get on stage completely stop playing their own instruments and to play these big drums that are just like from the drum beat of the song and like it it's just something different yeah. and they don't take themselves too serious they take their mm-hmm. art seriously but if they're not having fun now right. then they're kind of like why the hell are we doing this right i think previously they were taking themselves very, very seriously. Yeah. Um, as as a lot of new artists do, especially once you're kind of getting to that next level. Right, right, right. right. You know, yeah. like they see a future. They're not, you know, just four dudes traveling on a van, sleeping on a floor. They're right. like, oh, we could actually make this into a career. And that's, right. yeah. Yeah. See. Well, and I think it's just like um, seeing them live and just that drum thing as a specific example. It's just like, I think I thought it was fun. It may not have worked for other people, but I thought it was fun. And it's just something that's just like, okay, I got to see something different in a Metallica show. They didn't just blow through all their songs. Mm -hmm. They still make a spectacle of everything. They're one of the few 
rock bands that will do that to try and do pyrotechnics even after James got like burned yeah. third degree burns or something by uh pyrotechnic oh. in like 91 92 for the black album tour mm-hmm. um they still do all that shit at and they, that is very reminiscent or either uh i like to compare it to like the foo fighters yeah uh, both the foo fighters and metallica are, are big enough and popular enough where they can do pretty much whatever the heck they want to right people are still going to pay a lot of money to go see their shows right and they and they enjoy it and they do it to to keep to keep the fun level high like, right and, and that's what I respect about them. And and tr- it's it's true they can you know they can get up there and play kazoo's for half an hour. And <laughs> I would love to see. Yeah, that. we'd still be like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh my god, Metallica <laughs> playing kazoo's. Now uh, I just need a, a all Metallica kazoo cover band. Yeah. And I Let's think start it. <laughs> Bye, podcasters. We're gonna yeah, Dan and I are on to our next project. We, <laughs> we'll make so much more money from it. Yeah, but I think that's where Metallica has always trade, stayed true to themselves to a certain extent yeah. and stay true to their art. And that's what's allowed them to kind of not care mm-hmm. as far as making the next hit album. Because they have right. millions by millions of albums sold. Right. But the whole like doing things differently leads me to another good point. Mm-hmm. Another one of my somewhat odd choices but favorite albums is symphony and metallica oh yeah S&M. right and that's mm-hmm. they're playing with the san francisco <laughs> symphony orchestra yeah okay, okay. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry what but, were you saying <laughs> <laughs> clean up that mess daniel <laughs> gross but um, they have some they had two human t- sorry two songs two that were ex- <laughs> that were exclusive to the album uh human and mm-hmm. no leaf for, for leaf, no, leaf, no clover, leaf clover yeah which i like and I, it's it's just super different it's not like mtv's unplugged whether it's acoustic but right. it's like this different it's this awesome play on yeah. uh, the Metallica sound. So I think we have humans cued oh, yeah. here. All right, let me get it. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, human. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's what we want. Here we go. Metallica's human off their album, S&M. And this, I also appreciated this because uh, I was a band geek. And I was like, maybe I can play cool music at some point, too. This is awesome. Maybe you could. Did you ever? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't listen to this album very much. I think it's very much underrated. Yeah. And they play all their classic songs. Right. It's it's listened to a live album. Yeah. Um, But, like, you listen to... Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still heavy, but has right. that interesting addition to it. Yeah. It's so... Heavy. And it's just, like, groovy. It's just groove metal, man. They really figured yeah. that out. God. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to listen to this album again. I really don't listen to it that much. Like their rendition, I think I posted this too, their rendition of One, mm-hmm. which another one of my favorite songs. Oh, and hell yeah. Just because it's super creepy and very, like, every time we see it live, it is bone chilling how heartfelt that song sounds. Oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah. 
get so, the shivers just to you put that up oh yeah all right let's listen to that right now but do you cheer whenever you listen to this i album? do especially yeah, go metallica oh my gosh like this is when they have like all just crazy lights and lasers yeah. and like in their most recent and a lot of their tours you know they've got crazy crazy pyrotechnics yeah. and um, do you like lasers 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 yes. you like lasers Yes. Do you point them in your eyeballs? No, I don't. Of course not. But uh, so what? So what is the background? Would you explain to our listeners, Daniel, yes. what the background to this song is? Okay, and like the music video, for instance, right. which is super creepy. Well, and so that was Metallica's first music video too. One. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's it. Really launched them into stardom. Um, so one is based on the book, but mostly the movie. Um, Johnny got his gun. Johnny get your gun. Johnny get your gun. Yeah, something like that. Again, we're not experts. Um, But it's this kid who goes to war in World War One. Yeah, and um, he um, comes back as a quadriplegic, can't talk, um, and then he spends. There's a lot of like trippy stuff in the movie. Yeah. but he figures out how to tap out Morse code with one of his amputated limbs. And at the very end, he taps out, like, he taps out, kill me, yeah. kill me. And the nurse, and it's all in the music video, too, for yeah. one. It's really fucking cool. Ugh, the yeah. nurse kills him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I still haven't watched that movie. Um, I don't think I ever will, actually. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, but this is, like, a beautiful rendition of one because it really i mean it's a beautiful song yeah um and really gets into the um soft the intricacies with the violins and the the symphony really and there's good there's i think really intricate guitar parts yeah. and you know there are a couple uh time signatures time signature changes yeah. and you know it gets crazy by the end do you want to listen to the ending yeah, here's uh So of course this is the most famous part where let me turn this up. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. fucking awesome yeah we'll do a whole because obviously we're gonna have to talk about metallica again yes because we can just talk about them for hours um but we can get into and justice for all and my love for and justice for all and how i love it so much um yes i think that's what put me that's what solidly put me into the realm of passion with metallica was me Realizing that Metallica wasn't this kind of run-of-the-mill thrash metal band yeah. that you know they're all they're a one-hit wonder that only plays stadium entrances for football teams to really really awesome musicians that do things differently and aren't afraid to do that. Yeah. That's that's what I love about them is they're not afraid to push that limit. And you no, know, when when it's called forth, you know they go back and play 
all the fan favorites at right. awesome arena shows. And, right. Yeah. Nice. So I think that's a pretty good introduction, Metallica 101, if you will. <laughs> We're going to revisit Metallica and get to Metallica 102, 201. This, this is, uh, I think, like 401. Oh, God. Like the 400 Masters, level class. <laughs> Masters <Yeah>. Metallica. <laughs> Masters of Puppet. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we'll do it for our 100th episode. Right? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> no. We have to revisit Metallica in five episodes. That's the mandate. <laughs> um, now let's get to the recommendation sections. Yeah. <laughs> Recommendations. Recommendations. <laughs> Perfect. So what uh Daniel and I wanted to do set it up at the end of every episode that we would make one recommendation to yeah. each other yeah. for us to try something out. And then we commit that by the next episode we'll talk about that thing. Yes. And we have to, because one thing is, I'm really bad when Adam gives me a recommendation for something, mostly movies, I'm really bad about going and watching the movie. So, this is like, I want to get into stuff. I want to know what Adam's thinking in his head, and I want to get in it. So, go ahead. What is your recommendation? So, this is completely non-Metallica related. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> nope Sorry. it has to be every recommendation has to be metallica related <laughs> you have to get james hetfield tattooed on your face <laughs> no yeah. um my recommendation is and this is for our listeners as well is to go see the movie free solo free solo free solo the so it has a the prisoner han solo Gosh. you gotta free him <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, the movie is about uh, the climber Alex Honnold, Mm -hmm. um, who is the first person to free climb El Capitan and Yosemite National Park. And Daniel, you've been to Yosemite, correct? No, I have not. Okay. Yeah. I've been to Grand Tetons and Yellowstone, but not Yosemite. But the movie is absolutely brilliant. It has a 99% rating on Rotten Jesus. Tomatoes. Who was it, the 1% guy who was like, hey, there's too much rock climbing I in know. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> but the, the director, Jimmy Chen, has done a bunch of other really cool kind of out, like kind of mountaineering, rock climbing type videos. He's a... Uh, so, but the movie is phenomenal, not just because, this, not because of the feat of... Mm-hmm free climbing El Capitan which is amazing uh-huh. um, but it's beautifully done so the cinematography is, um, is out of this world and the storyline that goes along with it of, of tapping into the emotional and um, kind of really pri- almost primordial uh, um, sensations of what it takes for a person to rock climb how it affects his or her relationships along with hmm. it. I, the movie's the movie's beautifully done. In Interesting. My so anyway, gotcha. that's my recommendation. I will do my best to go check it out. Um, it's in theaters right now. It is in theaters. Okay, I will drag Katie to it. Um, I'll so, go see it with you. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> now Adam's looking at me with love and lust in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because of the movie, I think. Um, <laughs> so my recommendation for you, Adam, is. A musical band recommendation. Ooh, a musical band musical recommendation. Band. Um, it is the band called Elder. They are kind of a stoner 
rock um, metal band that um, they're just really fucking awesome. And I really wish they do a lot of touring in Europe, but I really wish they would come to the U.S. Um, more often. Where are so, they from? They're from California, maybe Georgia. Okay. Um, but I would like you to list. I would California, maybe Georgia. <laughs> so, <laughs> the third coast. <laughs> they're bicoastal. Um, <laughs> um, so my recommendation for you is the album Dead Roots Stirring. It okay. is fucking awesome. It's their second album. Uh, it's remastered on Spotify. Go and check it out. Um, Saved on Spotify already. Dope. Yeah, yeah, so just next time, I'll get your opinion on it. And if it's a bad one, I'll kill you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's nice. how it goes, right? <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening thank to our you first for listening. episode. Passion Fruits Podcast. The best podcast out there for the best people out there. Uh, Thanks, everyone. TTFN. Bye.